success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement Podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. So we didn't get a chance to talk about Coach K retiring. Mike Krzyzewski said that the upcoming season will be his last, retiring at the age of 75. On his career, he's got, what, five national championships, six gold medals, worth over $45 million. So he makes $7 million a year as a college basketball coach. By comparison, David Cutcliffe, the Duke football coach, makes $2.5 million a year. Well, that's rough. Well, which one brings in more money? They're they're one of those programs that the Duke basketball team brings in way more money than their football team. Oh, 100%. College basketball, when Duke is good, is always better. Same with North Carolina or, you know, whether you like them or not. You know what was funny about that headline is that came across my phone and I was looking at that. I guess I've never looked at how Mike Krzyzewski, like, actually spells his name Mm -hmm. because I was like, is that really crazy. how that that well, is spelled? You, you know, know what's funny about that is how long has he been playing? And I remember asking my dad, like we were watching something and, and as a kid and being like, who's Coach K? And yeah. I totally knew Duke basketball, but you just didn't, you don't think of it being spelled like that. So, yeah, that's funny. Coach K. It's yeah, a- go try to spell that and then <laughs> compare it to how it's really spelled. And it's nothing like the way you would have thought it was spelled. I just all I'm saying. I look at him and I say, is that just for men or is that his real hair color? Because that is some <laughs> jet black hair for somebody that's going to be about 75. Hey, that, you know, that leads me to another question, not just Coach K, but like professional athletes. How would you as acute wealth advisors, let's say, how would you manage that type of wealth coming from an athlete or for somebody who makes multiple million dollars a year? So let's say Larry Fitzgerald makes 11 million a year worth about 50 million dollars what if he called you guys and said all right look i've got an advisor i'm not happy with him i'm ready to make a change like what direction do you take with somebody who has that much money well so there that's a unique situation because number one a lot of those people will never make that kind of money ever again right so they made a bunch of money in the first you know maybe 10 years of their adult life and then after that kind of the faucets run dry unless they can do other investments because a lot of them you know they're football or baseball was their career and that and they're never going to make anywhere near that kind of money so they've got to plan a little bit different because you know someone in a normal career a lawyer or something like that they're going to make two hundred thousand three hundred thousand every single year as long as they're working and so they've got a residual income that they can use to maintain a certain lifestyle where a professional athlete you know they have to make sure that this income can provide the lifestyle they want for a much longer period of time right the other thing I would say, and, and you know, we've dealt with people in this situation, is a lot of these people come into this kind of money and they have a lot of family and friends that kind of say, well, you know, why don't you help me out? I wasn't so fortunate to be able to make it and make that kind of money. And so they're hit up a lot for a lot of, you know, hey, can you invest in this business idea? And so what we've done with some of our clients that have been in that kind of situation, and I've talked to other financial advisors that do the same thing, is these guys never want to be the bad guy where they said, no, I'm not doing that investment. I don't want to invest in your car wash or your restaurant. And so what instead they do is they, hey, they basically respond back to the person and say, look, hey, I'd love to invest. Why don't you get with my financial guy and he can tell you what I need to be able to decide and to figure out how much I can, you know, can invest in it. And I, can, I look forward to it. And so then the person then calls the financial planner or the or advisor like us and what we do is we kind of say, okay, well, you want to invest in this? Okay, we need to see a business plan. We need to see you know, your estimated profits and loss. We need to, all these different requirements. And what that process does is 
oftentimes that friend or that family member that wanted to start this business, you know, they really haven't even done the due diligence to mm -hmm. create a business plan and the projected profit or loss and all of these different things. And when you ask for those documents, they're kind of like, uh, uh, okay, well, I'll have to get back to you. So and you see a lot of people that'll come to people with money and say, I've got an idea, not a plan, but if you back me, correct. I can turn this idea into a plan. Correct. And so yeah. when the financial advisor is saying, hey, provide me these things, oftentimes that's the roadblock that the person never actually comes forward. And so what that does is it leaves their client or the ex-baseball player or whatever that has the money. They're not the bad guy, right? You say, hey, I would love to invest in your business. Just talk to my guy and he'll let you know what we need and we'll make this happen. And then if that person never follows through, then you don't have to be the guy that tells your buddy from you know, high school that you're not going to invest in his business. It's now the financial advisor that's kind of the bad guy or saying, hey, you didn't meet the requirements, so I guess I can't invest. And so oftentimes the key with someone with wealth, and this would go out to anybody, whether you're a professional athlete with a bunch of money or just you've worked really hard and you've developed your wealth, is you need to know that you're going to have people, people that you care about, that you love, that, that mean the world to you, that are going to come to you and likely ask you for some money. Yeah. So you've got to have a plan for how you're going to handle those type of requests because they'll come and they'll come fast and furious, yep. especially if you're saying yes to one person, they'll tell, sell the next person that, and then you got 10 people at your door asking for the same type of handout. I have a client who has had multiple opportunities come up because he does have, he's done well and he's put aside dollars. And one of the best investments that, that came up was, you know, a, a commercial uh, property that that pays him income that has appreciated in value and he wouldn't have invested in that had that not come up but there was that this process that Matt was talking about and he was able to review that with the accountant with the, the advisors with us and be able to go through and evaluate good opportunities that are going to create income as you look forward to retirement and and maintain this lifestyle so even if you don't have millions right what it comes down to is creating and maintaining that lifestyle that you're used to and using the appropriate vehicles and knowing which ones to help you diversify in your portfolio to create a retirement income that's going to last as long as you do. And that's, that's a well, lot of what Matt and I are Well, at the end of the day, it's, it's designed to help you take the emotion out of the financial decision. We say it all the time that when we get emotional, we make really dumb decisions. If you get emotional about an investment, the stock market is dropping and you panic because you're emotional, oftentimes you're going to sell at the, at the exact wrong time and you're going to end up locking in losses and not get back in the market and make big mistakes. Mm -hmm. Well, the yeah. same thing happens when a family member or a friend or someone like that comes along with a business idea. Now you have emotion attached to that, right? It's not, you're not telling a stranger no, you're yeah. telling your best friend from high school no. Or your business partner or, business some, partner sometimes or other family member or who knows, right? Something. And so you're trying to say, how do I make good financial decisions? that I can take advantage of opportunities, but I can do it without that emotion that can often cloud my judgment or make me make the wrong decision. And so again, like Dane was saying, it's, you've got to have a, a strategy or a plan of how you're going to approach those, how you're going to evaluate those so that you continue to make wise financial decisions. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.
Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. 